Judy Carter. You're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast. And this is where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. I'm here with my buddy, Jason Medbury. Hey. Uh, hello. How's it going, Judy? Well, I'm still it was my day 28 after COVID and still... <coughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to figure out, is it long COVID or short COVID? You know, mm. long COVID or short COVID. Oh, the my God. The new American lottery. Uh, do you have long COVID or do you have short COVID? Well, thank God. It was, uh, you know, it's like wasn't Delta. That was. Yeah. Hey, Jason, you know why they call it Delta? Why? Because when you go to the hospital with Delta, they charge you for your carry on. Oh, there you go. Well, um, so. I'm out of bed now. I'm resetting my life. I um, I have been doing so much, um, and I've been doing back to doing um, speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And the question has occurred to me because you know I did my one person show, which was my yes. bucket list. I need yep. to make sense of my life. I need to put yep. together this show. <laughs> I need to have people come see it. I need to sell it out. I need to be a hit. I need to record it. <laughs> I, I did all of it. Yep. And then the Peggy Lee song hit me. <laughs> is that all there is? Oh, is that all there dear. is? Well, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because what oh. happens, Jason... When you do your bucket list, mm. like what oh, happens wow. after that? Because mm. I was thinking, well, I guess I could die now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only one box left. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, I kept going, oh, before I die, I've got to do my one person show, which ended up to mm. have three people in it. <clears throat> but then I'm going, uh, now what? And I'm, you know, working doing my speeches, which have gotten really good. So mm. I've kind of checked all the check boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and in my book, the New Comedy Bible, I I really write about you know how to make money. Is first you got to get good, mm. right? Get good, make money. Yep. But that was the last chapter. Then what? <laughs> Mm. And then what? So I have mm. something I'm doing. What I realized, Uh-oh. yes, I have something I'm doing. Um, it's kind of weird. And that is? Well, I'm going to tease it a little bit. I have to tease oh, our, okay. our, our listeners a little bit. Um, <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Mm. I got very scared of performing stand-up because I wrote the Bible and I got really scared of people going, oh, well, she wrote the Bible on comedy. She's not that funny. You know, I got I got really scared of what the judgments, what people thought, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and she's so old. You know, I get and they're all old. Yeah, and the worst people are always waiting for the authority on something to fail. They're always waiting for. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at Fauci. 
I mean, like, right. talk about people just waiting for the most, you know, educated guy on the subject to be wrong about everything. Right. I, th- you know, I, I think like, if God went back and did stand up, he'd go, mm-hmm. oh, so you wrote the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, burning bush, uh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 parting yeah. of the waters. Come on. We've seen it. There's a new guy. Jesus, can yep. you walk on water? No, you suck, God. You yep. suck. I mean, exactly. I just, so I just avoided it. And, you know, I do corporate events where, you know, they're not real public. And, and I didn't want to ruin my reputation. And mm. then I was talking in Brazil to um, uh, uh, Mar. Mar- Oh God, how do you say it? Mauricio was a, a very successful comic there who became successful, he said, because of me and my books. And he said to me, this is what you got to talk about. You know, you got to go mm. back and do it. And mm. I, so he said, he'll help me. And this is certainly a case of the, of the teacher becoming the student. And I'm going to do an open mic next week. Woohoo! I'm going to go back to where I started. Getting back on that horse again. Getting back on the horse. Because here's to be a real creative person, get Mm. good at something. Like there are people who just like treat their career as if it's a pedal skipping across the surface of a lake. You know, skip, skip. Mm -hmm. I'm trying stand up. I'm trying acting. I'm trying this. I'm trying that. But they never sink into it. You know, go through that whole process to get good. Mm. But as a creative person, you have to put yourself in a situation. I mean, you don't have to. But in Mm. order to really keep reinventing yourself, you need to be uncomfortable. And if something scares you, perhaps that's exactly what you need to do. Exactly, exactly. And it's it's interesting you bring that up because uh, as we were talking before the podcast, I too have an opportunity to get back on the horse. Uh, for those of folks who are listening who don't know, uh, before I worked in video production, I was a stuntman. And I used to do stunts in really bad low-budget movie and TV, really bad independent film, you name it. If it was awful, I probably did stunts in it. Uh, but... <laughs> For years, that was that was where I was going. I was trying to be a stuntman, but what I was really aiming for was a stunt coordinator, stunt director uh, position. And as I moved behind the camera and started my own business, I kind of stopped doing that. And now, for my own productions, if 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 an advertisement needs stunts or all that stuff, I have the training. I can just do it. Uh, but I haven't done coordinating for someone in probably ten years because I've just been doing my own stuff. And out of the blue, uh, a, a director who I worked with over a decade ago, I'd say about 12 or 13 years ago, reached out to me and was like, hey, uh, he, I'm doing this short for Tribeca. Are you available to do stunt coordination? I've got this fun script. It's got funny uh, stunt fighting in it. I've been talking to other stunt coordinators, and I just don't like them compared to the experience I had working with you 12 years ago. Well. Years and, ago, my God, and yeah. now it comes back. And now it comes back. And 
And serendipity, it's like literally the when they are planning to shoot is right in a window where I don't have any corporate shoots currently booked out. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to pull the trigger on this. I think I'm going to give this a try and 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 possibly if it all works out. Because, I mean, there's when it comes to movies and things, especially independents, a lot of stuff can happen. Uh, but, I, you know, instead of just going, no, nah, I don't do that anymore. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. And I've read the little script and it's right up my alley. It's exactly the kind of stuff I used to do that I excelled at. And I can I'm, it makes me really glad that he thought of me after all these years. Um, but yeah, so, so I too, but I'm also a little scared out of my mind a little bit because Wait, always, a little I, scared out of your mind doesn't make sense. A little scared out of my mind. I'm fucking yeah, no. freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh no, no, no. Like I, I actually have degrees of scared out of my mind because scared out of my mind. One is complete catatonic. And that's like the max level. And then there's like me trying to justify and then be like, okay, I'm a little nervous, but I'm not sleeping. <laughs> you know, those, those types of things. But, but it's going to be, it's going to be uncomfortable because I haven't done it in a very long time. Like going through and reading a script and plotting it out and doing all this. It's been a while. Those muscles have not been worked in a bit. And uh, it is, it is, it is scary. I know, but it's scary. Like uh, a roller coaster line. Yes. Right. Yes. It's, it's scary. Scary. Yeah. Because look at you. I mean, we can't. No mm -hmm. one can see you, but I can see the excitement in your face. You know. And oh yeah, no, it's it's definitely exciting. Um, the other thing that's kind of interesting too is, you know, <laughs> I hate to play the old man card, but you know, when you get to a certain age and these kind of opportunities come up, it is so much easier to just go, nah. You know, it's so easy to just pass on these things. I could have very easily said, you know, now nah, I haven't done it in a while. I've got my company to run. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye. Uh, but there was that little voice, that little stunt guy who still lives inside my soul. Oh. Who was like, this could be fun. This could be so much fun. And, uh, and it's also kind of interesting because, you know, when I first worked for this guy, um, he was very kind of small scale and, you know, it was a tiny little thing I did for free. We, I mean, we knew each other before and, and he wrote this fun little script and I kind of just wanted to be a part of it because I wanted something for my reel. And, uh, and now it's like, he makes, he's got budget, he's got a producer, you know, this is actually going to serve as a proof of concept for a larger film. Um, so to me, I would be like, you know, I'm like, oh, so this is kind of up leveled as well. <laughs> you know, it's, been, it's a big change from from 12 plus years ago. So so there's that excitement as well to where it's like I'm not going back to doing, you know, free gigs for college friends. Uh, but I am going I am going to be able to take part in something that I haven't taken part of in a long time. That's going to flex skills that I haven't used. Yes. In a while. And especially now that you already have things like furniture. Grown-up things in your house. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. You, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, from listening to you, and, and, you know, the, I think the metaphor for the roller coaster is a good one. It's like, oh, my God, my hands are sweaty. I can't do this. I'm so scared. You're, you're moving forward in the line. You're moving forward. I'm in it. Oh, my God, here we go. And then it's like, whoa, that was so yes. much fun. Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. Exactly. And so here, here are my thoughts. Is I mean, first of all, you got really good behind the camera, and mm. and I got really good doing my corporate gigs and writing books, mm. 
and I've been comp- we both have been well compensated for it. So yes. I think this addiction to money, let's just say, um, getting paid for what you do, um, even though you're not maybe perhaps excited and passionate about it, and you could you know it, you've become an expert, you've become really good at it, um, really hinders creativity. It, mm. it, it really does hinder creativity. And I think what happens um, to get getting old, which certainly I, I am, you're not, um, um, but I've seen a lot of my friends cross over. And what I mean by mm. cross over, and we've seen it happen with so many people that, you know, celebrities where I was like, oh, shit, I don't even recognize them. Uh, they've yeah. lost, they're just an old person, that generic old person. And mm. <clears throat> I think, yeah, uh, you know, sure, right. You know, when you're mm-hmm. young, you have the face you were born with. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, in the 40s, you have a face you deserve. And at my age, you have the uh, face you can afford. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way it goes in L.A., right? Yeah, but it's not what, just about the way you look, because mm-hmm. because I think that um, coming back to something that um, you've been avoiding because it's scary mm-hmm. means that there's something there. If something you're avoiding it because you're scared. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to have an exciting life. Um, certainly yes. it is for sports like, you know, snowboarding, skiing, shooting mm-hmm. the rapids, um, uh, you know, doing things that scare you, um, of, of course, with, you know, <laughs> I mean, you want to die, but we talk in mm-hmm. comedy about the edge, you know, and, and going to the edge. And I'm feeling right now that I've gotten getting getting working with other people has been really really exciting um mm-hmm. <clears throat> now you know I'm all about turning problems into punchlines absolutely and when I thought of performing stand-up I wasn't thinking of like the material that I would do and I was thinking just about being judged so it was just my mm. criticalness which I think yeah. is from the past. I think it's from growing up with critical parents and then you hear their voice and then you have that, you know, that's, that's why hecklers have always been easy for me to handle and stand up because, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, nothing you can say to me is going to be worse than what I've already said to myself. So bring it on. Yes. I don't give a shit, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Um, is once... And this is always the truth. And, and so if you're listening and you have something you want to do, whether that book you want to write or that get up and uh, do stand-up, it's always about the material. So if mm. you think about going public, um, it kind of the next thought is of public humiliation. Mm. But if you th- go... I'm going to engage in the process and I'm mm-hmm. going to work with a couple people and I'm going to jam material and then I'm going to try it out to the audience, listen to what they say, come back mm-hmm. and work with my comedy buddies again. Like I have um, one person I work with <clears throat> for raw material mm-hmm. just to talk 
and see what yep. happens because we're we're just like not. And then I go, well, there's something in here or or about this topic. And mm -hmm. then I work with um, Kira Soltanovich, wonderful comic, mm -hmm. and Dean Lewis. And yep. then they're really good, like, coming up with a mix. Or uh, a, those of you who read the New Comedy Bible know what a mix is, so I'm not going to waste yep. time here. But And if you don't <laughs> know, you should go buy it, yeah. the New Comedy Bible. Yeah, available it's like carving on a joke, squeezing another line mm -hmm. out of it, really yep. honing that, that line and this is kind of funny, you know, but this is really hilarious. If what if you did this yes. and then you do this? So now in the process, and then I started to realize that's what I love. Mm. It's like right now I have my speech that I do, which some of it I, you know, improvise, I write customized material, but it's kind of set and guaranteed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the guarantee, the guarantee of like, yeah, this works, right? And then I have my play. And then I did it night after night for eight weeks. Yeah, it works. We got good reviews. Yeah. Okay, that works. So that's now the creative process is over. But with stand-up, mm -hmm. the creative process is ongoing. Oh, yeah. Because you're always going to try new material. So I started yep. writing new material. And mm -hmm. I got... I got so excited about it. Yes. I mean, I got excited. Now I'm now I, now when I do an open mic, I'm excited about sharing it with people. Yeah. Sharing the material I worked on with people. So it's not mm -hmm. about do they like me or don't they like me? I'm at a certain age where enough people like me, enough people bought my book. Enough yeah. people I've established a legacy. I don't need the 10 comics at an open mic going, that sucked, and I'm going to go home going, I suck. No, I know I don't suck yeah. right now. Mm. And then I had a brainstorm. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is my brainstorm I'll share with you, is every comic complains about an open mic. What do they complain about? Mm. You, uh, everything. I mean, literally the audience. The, the audience, because who's in the audience? Uh, nobody or people who don't know comedy. No, it's the opposite. Everyone oh. in the audience are comics. Oh, yes, yes. So everybody complains, oh, I'm performing for comics, right? Mm. That sucks. I'm just performing for comics. And then I had this eureka hit me. Well, hmm. who knows comics better than I do? What yep. if I do material about what it's like, stupid, weird, scary things mm. about comics, how they will use yeah. anything for an audience? I'm walking yes. on a beach. I see 60 p pigeons lined up. I did a set. Hey, how yep. you doing? Wait, where are you going? You know, and how we aren't real. There's like, we're such, we're, we're, we're people who fake being human. Like someone will, because yep. we, we're just looking for a way to practice our material. Oh, your father mm -hmm. died. Yeah. What's up with death, right? Yeah. You know, it's just like we will pretend. And then I started to like get all these premises mm -hmm. about what it's like being a comic. And so I'm going to post some of them on Instagram because. Excellent. Yeah. It's just like I got excited about it. It's like and all comics, 
And and so if I'm performing for just for comics, I could do setups like, come on, we all well, you're all comics. We have all had bad childhoods. The comics mm-hmm. they you know who had who say yeah I had a wonderful childhood everything was great they're not funny okay you know what I mean and there's like and I got oh I got really really excited about because every comic my age is talking about being old right and old and Mm -hmm. I can sure throw in a bunch of old jokes but I'm just saying the notion I don't think anybody has done this yeah I don't think any oh now people listening to this podcast are gonna be like I'm gonna (laughs) steal this right right but well I think one (laughs) of the fun things about it is like especially now because like you were mentioning earlier that like We've both been paid for what we do. We both, you know, it's not going to live and die on a on an open mic. It's not going to live and die on stunt coordinating a short film. We can go in with a pure creative spirit because the outcome is irrelevant. Like it does not matter. And because of that, we get to do so much more. We get to have so much more fun. And sadly, that feeling and that skill and that and that situation for a lot of people doesn't occur until way later in their career you know and i kind of wish that you know when i was younger and i was first starting out when i thought you know every stunt gig led you know to what my career was going to be and i didn't know where i was going to be now i could have gone in with that same level of creativity i can go in with it now you know like even reading through this short short film i mean already like my mind is going oh we could do this and we could do this and da, 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 and go off in all these directions things that i would have never thought of before because i'd be too scared about well okay how do i make sure this leads to another job how do i make sure that the people there like me how do i make sure that this that this is the hit that i need it to be you know how do i make sure that i actually get a copy of it after all these all these like career based questions that start blocking the creative and when you can finally dump all that shit, and sadly, you know, a lot of people can until they've had, you know, until they got some money in their pocket. But when you can do it, oh, it just feels so much better. And I wish I could go back to my younger version and be like, hey, it's all going to be okay. Just make sure you're having fun doing this and show off what you can do. I That's love it. that. That's I, all you have I to do. I love talking to your younger self. I think yeah. I would say to my younger self is stop trying so hard to make everyone love you. Yeah, They're, and I think that's universal to every, every person. Stop yeah. trying, because the person who needs to love your material is you. For your special gift, go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com, and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.